Hi, it's Shana here. Before this episode starts, I'm popping in with a quick reminder about our upcoming CEU on Thursday, May 16th on a person-centered approach to behavior management. School taught us a lot about ABA. However, the thing with ABA is that it's a science and it's constantly evolving. So a lot of what we learned back then doesn't always apply now. Today, we want to use a person-centered approach to behavior management, um, but what does that look like and how can our learners still make progress in this kind of approach? So join us live on Thursday, May 16th at 12 p.m. Eastern Time as Shira discusses how to use a person-centered approach to behavior management with your learners. This CEU is presented by our very own Shira Karpel. You can earn one learning CEU for ACE, QABA, or IBAO. Join us live at this event or to watch the recording asynchronously, go to howtoaba.com forward slash CEU. See you then. Hi, I'm Shira Karpow. And I'm Shana Gaunt, and we're board certified behavior analysts. At How To ABA, we provide practical resources, community, and support to ABA professionals. In each episode of our podcast, we will be having real conversations with real people sharing real stories about ABA. We'll share relevant strategies and actionable tips that will make us all better ABA practitioners. It's the ABA content you need that you're not going to learn in a textbook. Kids who have advanced language skills may be ready to start having conversations with others. But how do we teach those conversation skills to our learners? So what is conversation? Okay, first of all, I have to say a shout out to my mother. I love you, mom. But conversation with my mother is sometimes so one-sided or back and forth. Like I said, I love her to death, but it's constantly question, answer, question, answer. That grilling with questions sometimes. What are you doing? Where are you going? What's this? Do you like this? Is this happening? Is this (laughs) right? question, comment, question, comment. And it just doesn't seem natural. And I get so stressed out sometimes after these question, comment conversations um, that I just like, right. Um, But that's what we do with our kids. You know, when we're teaching our students, what what do we do? We hound our kids with questions, you know, WH questions, function questions, feature questions, and it's us questioning and them answering. And gosh, that's gotta be a lot. Yeah, so sometimes we mistakenly teach our kids that conversation means that you answer a question. And the same way it's not fun for us to be on on the other side of all those questions, it's not fun for our kids. And if we want them to benefit from conversation, meaning like they're going to start to enjoy it and it helps them develop relationships, then we have to think about what really is conversation. It's not just a question answer session. It's a mutual sharing of information. And if you think about your own conversations and the ones that you probably enjoy the most, there's probably very little questions. It's a lot of commenting. Wow, that sounds exciting. Or I wonder how that made you feel. Or I did something cool on the weekend. And a lot of it is kind of a back and forth reciprocal sharing of information. And that's where we want to start with our learners. So when we start teaching a conversation with program with our learners, the first conversation I typically start with is just commenting back and forth. So for instance, if I said, my name is Shana, would the learner be able to say, my name is Shira, right? Sometimes when I say my name is Shana, we often get back, my name is Shana. Or if I said, you know, I'm wearing an orange shirt, they might say, I'm wearing an orange shirt. So they're just echoing after me. They're copying me. And we really need to teach them to reciprocate, but say something different than us. Or sometimes they may only respond to what's your name. 
And that's not really how peers would interact. They would just introduce themselves. So we're teaching them that you don't only answer what your name is when asked specifically, what's your name, but it's an appropriate response to someone else sharing some information about them. So usually the way we start with comment, comment would be something like an I have program whereby, you know, we have something in our hands and the learner has something tangible in their hands. And I can say, you know, I have, I don't know water or I have a phone or whatever I have in my hands. And the learner would say what they have in their hands. And if they say what I have, then I can physically point it out to them. And I can say, no, 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 like, look, that's me. What do you have? And then we would try it again until they understand that, oh, it's a back and forth thing. Okay. So you you have this, you have this. Okay. Let's make those comments. And then from there, we can extend it to things maybe that they see or that they're wearing. So, you know, I see this and you see that if we're reading a a book and we're looking at different pages Um, or, you know, I'm wearing an orange shirt and, you know, the learner is wearing a black shirt. So going back and forth that way and then getting into those social questions, but instead of social questions, it's the social comments, right? Like I'm 21 years old for real, I promise. <laughs> um, and I, you know, my name is Shana, you know, this, you know, those types of questions and seeing if they can comment back. Right. Often we get learners or we see learners who learn language a little bit rotely or will sometimes repeat the question or have, you know, the, the echoic. Um, and so what we're trying to do here is teach that reciprocity and that's going to go into social language. But the first thing for them, for us to teach them is that you say something, I say something, and those things should be different. So with the I have, I see program, it's, you know, I have a cup and I have a sock. Those are very different. And then we're going to talk about what different things you might see in a book. I see a cow, I see a dog, so that they're learning to say something different. And that's a really important skill in conversation is that, you know, taking turns and talking about things that are related, but not the same thing. And then you can get into a few different things with that. So once learners are commenting back and forth like that, you can do something like I call an I have extension or an I see extension, whereby, you know, if you both have two different objects or you both are looking at two different pictures, you know, I can say, you know, I see a cow and Shira can say, I see a sheep. And then I can say, you know, my cow is brown and she can say my sheep is white. And then, you know, we can go back and forth and I can say, well, my cow says moo and she says my sheep is white. So it's saying something something different, but yet something related. And it's just extending that conversation into a few different exchanges, but around a similar topic. Um, Likewise, you know, if you were doing something about favorites, you know, I could say something like, you know, my favorite ice cream is, gosh, what is my favorite ice cream these days? My favorite ice cream is chocolate, you know, and she can say, my favorite ice cream is chocolate though. Oh, okay. So my favorite ice cream is really moose tracks, but nobody knows what moose <laughs> tracks is. Um, so, you know, we can say things like that, right? Um, so then, you know, the next program would be something like a do you like program. And we actually have some great visuals on this. And if you click in and around this link, you can get a free download for a do you like visual. And the do you like visual is really just saying, you know, the learner can say, you know, do you like ice cream? Um, or do you like dogs? Do you like cars, for instance, any of the learner might say yes or no. And if they say yes, then you can get into that comment, comment back and forth. Um, Just as an aside on that, I used to just teach the comment, comment back and forth, right? Like I like Hondas. And the next person says, well, I like Acuras. Um, But then you've got, you know, these obscure subjects, like sometimes cars that two-year-old is talking about Hondas and Acuras and the next two-year-old is looking at them like, what? what?" So sometimes kids do have to preface the conversation by saying, well, actually, do you like cars in general or do you like this topic? Um, so, you know, you start out with like a, do you like, so do you like ice cream? Yeah. 
well, what's your favorite ice cream or, you know, what's your favorite ice cream? And she says, you know, my favorite ice cream is chocolate. And I say, well, my favorite ice cream is Moose Tracks. I'm going to be confident. I'm just going to own it. My favorite ice cream is Moose Tracks. Um, and then the other thing is that so often we get questions about people seeing conversation as a social skill, which it is. It's a social skill and they want to know how to teach it with peers. It's really hard to start teaching these conversation skills with peers. So very often we'll start teaching it with adults and we'll get some traction with them doing comment, comment, and then introduce it with peers. Um, so it doesn't have to start that way because that's a little bit harder for kids. Um, the, you know, like Shannon was saying, talking about getting them to ask a question, this is a great skill because now it's the opposite. Sometimes we get so stuck in them responding to questions. Now we want to teach them to be the ones to ask a question so we can t- teach them to ask, do you like movies? Do you like TV shows? Do you like superheroes? Because that's really appropriate. That's a great way to start a conversation with another kid, as opposed to waiting to be asked those kind of questions. So the next place that we might take a comment comment program is into a comment question program. So being the one to not, not respond to a question, but to think to ask a question. So if I said something like, I did something cool on the weekend, what did you do? That would be a normal social reaction, asking a follow-up question about that comment. So then we want to start getting into um, helping our kids ask questions about something that someone else said. So, you know, with things like this, we can try and do it in the natural environment and set up these situations, but it doesn't always work because, you know, our learners may not take the bait, right? I might say, I did something really cool on the weekend and they look at me and go, I, I, I don't care, Shana. I really don't care. <laughs> right. They might not. They really might not care what you did on the weekend. Um, but, uh, you know, at other times they may care, but they just might not have the language to be able to ask. So sometimes we do have to teach them in a more rote format at first. And, you know, we can write a whole bunch of these big comments on cue cards. And those cue cards are really for our instructors and not for the students. Um, But it would, you know, cue our instructors to be able to ask specific questions and then really have that follow-up. Okay, so when I say this, and sometimes I've actually, you know, sat with a learner and said, okay, we're going to play this game. When I say this, you ask me a question, okay? So I'm going to make a comment. You're going to ask a question. Here's some things you can say. And if they can read, I might even, you know, write out a few different questions that they could ask. Um, But otherwise it would be, you know, I ask a question or I make a comment and you ask a question. Yeah. And it, it's, it's great for it to be natural, but it doesn't have to start out naturally. It's okay to teach things a little bit more scripted. We actually have a blog about how to teach conversation by using scripts. So go check that out. Um, We'll link to it here. And we also have some really great examples with data sheets and templates and how to videos on all of these programs on the comment, comment and comment question in our membership. So if you are already a member, then go check that out in our social skills section. And if you're not, then you should be. (laughs) We have some good YouTube videos too. So just, you know, Google how to ABA and conversation. Um, But the YouTube videos, you know, we've got, like Shira mentioned, is can conversation be scripted? We also have one that's, uh, you know, how to teach conversation skills as well. So check that out too. And then the other thing we like to teach is that any of these skills before expecting them to be in the natural environment or with peers, is get the kids fluent. We'll sometimes put it to fluency and we'll we'll set a timer. We have a blog post on teaching this with precision teaching. Um, And we want these social skills and these conversation skills to come naturally. So they should be as fluent as possible. Thanks for joining today's conversation. Wherever you get your podcast, please go and subscribe, rate and review so others can find out about us too. 
For more from How to ABA, including free resources and ABA materials, visit our blog at howtoaba.com. And make sure that you're following us on social media for more practical tips and updates.